Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. Another two weeks has passed, and we're here. We're doing all right, though. Everybody's everybody's fine. Everybody's staying on top of their shit. Nobody's losing their minds. That's good. That's good. Because that's we talk about that probably too often on this podcast about trying to improve myself mentally. I don't like it that much, but I just, I just, I don't know. I'm fascinated with how the mind works and stuff, but we're doing all right. Everybody's doing good. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hope everybody's having good weeks, had a good couple weeks, doing things that are fun, productive, being good. I'll tell you, I've been trying to avoid talking about this stupid thing as much as possible. That's why I'm not even bringing it up what it is. That way in the future people are like, what is he talking about? And then they have to look at the data when this was released and be like, oh, what was happening during that time? And then they can look it up and be like, oh, my God. Or they'll either be like, oh, my God, that's awful. Or they'll be like, wow, this is, uh, they were not ready or didn't realize what the fuck was it. It'd just be a funny perspective, like, if I don't even mention it by name and somebody has to go do research. By then, we'll already have people wearing, like, glasses or, like, have some kind of eyeball injection that just allows them to shoot information in their brain, like, Black Mirror style. So, like, as, they, as they're listening to me talk through their uh, eyeballs, yeah, you can even listen to podcasts through your eyeballs. That's how crazy technology is going to be later. You don't even need the visual component. There's a visual component to this, but they're just going to listen to it through their fucking eyeballs. And while simultaneously as I say things, it'll just be like fact-checking and just popping up and flashing new bits of information to try to keep people uh, well-informed, as they we might say. So, yeah, but we're all just kind of, we're just doing our thing out here, right? Just trying to be a good, but I've been trying to like not mention this whole thing and try to stay away from it. But I did have one question. Because the whole point of this is to stay away from people, try to social distance, get rid of gatherings. But a lot of people are missing out on some of their favorite activities or, um, you know, just uh, like physical things they miss. And this is the question I have. And I don't think anybody's actually given me a response or a good answer to this. If I go golfing by myself, does it count as social distancing? Me personally, I think it does. I mean, if, as long as like you can just wait, you have to wait till the person's on the green anyway to try to, to hit the next shot if it's a busy day. So you're at least you know, uh, you know, hundreds of yards away from people. You're you're going above and beyond with your social distancing if you're going to play golf by yourself. And I can walk the course, you know, get a little bit of exercise. Because I'm not getting in a golf cart. I can guarantee you that. That's the one thing. Like, if I wanted to get in a golf cart, I just have to wipe it down and be super thorough. But I'm lazy, and I don't want to wipe down the golf cart. And I'm definitely not going to trust one of the fucking bag boys to do it. No. You can't trust those cart cleaners, dude. Dude, I've I've been on a golf course since I can remember. I remember, like, my dad running golf clubs when I was a kid. And so, like, at a, at a golf course, like, you hire... Th- like 15 to 18 year olds who like are in charge of like cart washing and um like you know and just getting the carts out for people and stuff like that and getting your golf bags Uh uh-uh no members only club now you got to go get your own bag you got to walk back there pull it from the stocks you know you got to pull it out and then you're walking we're gonna get people back in shape no more of this fucking these uh disease carrying golf carts okay 
I don't care how rich and fancy your club is. That fucking cart you're using, unless you have your own, is a German-fested fuckhole. You're infecting every one of your... your, Every time you're trying to make a business move out on the golf course, you're just infecting everybody. You're just out there like, I'm going to take Ted. You know, we're trying to get this this Johnson account under order, and uh, I'm going to take him out on the links and try to smooth him over, you know. Take him out for a nice 18, you know. Then have a couple Manhattans on the 19th hole, you know, and I'm going to seal that deal. Every time you've done that, you've put uh, that guy at risk. You've put him in severe danger. Because let me tell you something. Those bad boys, hawking loogies on your fucking steering wheel. (laughs) And they're not even doing it to be mean. They're not even doing it because they don't like you. They're doing it because they spit shine. That's how they clean everything. You know, just like, oh... No, this, there's a little fucking dirt spot here on the in the uh, Happy Hollow fucking emblem. And they spit right on that, and then they take their fucking shirt and wipe it down. Get that nice spit shine going. That's right. All your golf carts are spit shine to perfection. Yeah. So I wouldn't... You don't... don't guys, just, just listen to me. Like, even after this is all over, if you go to a golf course, bring it... Maybe just bring some fucking wet wipes and just wipe down the steering wheel and the seats of your goddamn golf carts if you like golfing with a cart or just get a push cart and walk it's nice i like playing nine holes and walking dude it's such a nice time you get to spend some time outside walking on grass especially when it's like manicured the way it is on a golf course it's like so nice and spongy and springy and it's just it's just nice it's like it's so easy on your joints that's the nicest part it's like everybody's like oh but you're so tired by the end and not really and especially like i get if you're carrying the clubs if you are carrying the bag that sucks but what you do is you just get they make these things now dude they're like they're just push carts and they've had them forever but now you can get like tricked out ones that have like uh scorecard holders you can have a, a cup holder up top you got like a ball slot they even have ones where you can put your uh, shoes in. So you, it's literally like a, it's like a, you know what it is? It's a foldable camper for <laughs> for your golf clubs. <laughs> you get your car out and then you unfold the camper and then you put your fucking golf clubs in there. Bam! You got it's a golf camper is what a push cart is now. There's so many tricked out things with them. I have one and it's great. I I use it all the time. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. I love, like, I don't play 18. I don't remember the last time I actually walked a full 18 and pushed the bag. I normally, if I'm going to, uh, play by myself, I'll push and I'll play nine just cause it's a nice day. And that takes about hour and a half, two hours just to play nine. And it's a good push. It's fun though. But I think I should be like once like it starts getting super nice out, I think they should allow golf courses to open up and then be open. Because when you go to a golf course anyway, there's n- there's more than 10 people on the grounds, but there's hundreds and hundreds of yards between everybody. Not only that, it takes like one to two people to run a golf course, right? Like you just have a you have a guy inside or gal who just you pay the money to get. And then there's a guy or gal who goes out and picks the range if you want to go hit range. That's the one part they'd have to shut down right there is the range. You can't you can't go hit golf balls. You can't practice. You can only play. You have to you can't be on the range cuz those ranges even though you try to get like as far away from people, they get packed. And then you got like people that have like a 4 we're we're not within the 6 foot parameters. We're in that 4 foot, right? And yeah, which I never feel comfortable. I I I got smoked in the head with a golf club when I was a kid. 
Granted, it wasn't on a range. It was on the uh, 18th hole during the tournament, and a uh, kid took a practice swing after his fucking shot and drilled me in the f- head with a driver. That shit sucks. And drove me crazy. Ha, 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 I hate myself. I can't believe I just made that joke. I just really miss golf, man. Like, I do. I really, really miss golf. Like, I can't even, you can't watch it right now. Like, the Masters is supposed to be happening, right? Is It It, it should have been this weekend or next weekend when I'm recording this. And I can't even watch that. It's like one of the greatest weekends ever. And uh, even I know most people probably don't like golf or especially watching it. A lot of people like playing it and don't get watching it. And then I understand it. But like, even if you don't like watching golf, just watch a day of what the Masters is. Because it's, it's one of the most beautiful sceneries for golf ever. Uh, Augusta National. Oh, my God. It sucks because I, I will never probably in my lifetime get the opportunity to play there but I'm going to try to do everything in my power to get to a place where I might know somebody who could get me in there to play you either just have to like know one of the owners or just be like friends with the CEO of IBM or you know be the president of the United States like I think they still do the president of the United States I know Condoleezza Rice I think is a member I think she's a member. It's dude. It's one of the most exclusive clubs ever. Like you, it's it, impossible. And I found this out. My dad told me the other day. I didn't know this. It's a winter club, so they're not even open during the summer in Georgia too, which is crazy. So like, it's all summer. They take care of it and get it ready, and then they it's a winter only course. So it opens up then, and that's when you get to go play. Uh, which is, I didn't know that, and I thought it was very interesting. You know, but I miss it. Like it's it's a weird thing not having those on. It's weird that we just didn't have March Madness. Like that's was a bummer. I love March Madness, dude. March Madness, picking teams, doing a bracket. It's always the best. I never get. I never do the work pools though. I always do like one with my family. That's always the best because then you can really talk shit. Doing one a pool bracket with friends and family. You know, friends. Friend, do one with your friends and then one with your family, or and then or if you can get a bunch of people, do it like that. It's fun because then you can talk mad shit. I hate the office stuff like that because you can't talk shit. The office, you can't really fucking be like, "Hey, Jim, nice pick, you fucking asshole." You can't, you can't really get in anybody's chops about it because you gotta be politically correct, and it's not that's not even politically correct. You just can't be a dickhead. <laughs> That has nothing to be politically correct. I just want to be able to call people assholes and stupid. <laughs> That's just, you know, being professional. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, yeah, I, like, March Madness not being here it was a real bummer. I just love college basketball. It's so much fun. But um, it is what it is. We're just kind of all in this place. But we got to look at the positives. We can find some things that are good, right? Yeah, like uh, how I found this article that we're going to look at today because I think this will help a lot of people realize a thing. Did I get this thing going? Sorry. I'm doing this new video component for you guys, so I'm hoping this thing is working, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's working, I think. Anyway, so hopefully you can see this video recording going on right now. And uh, what it is, is I found this thing about how spending time alone makes you better to be around. And so if that, but by that logic, hopefully 
when we all get out of this thing, we'll all be better to be around and won't be so such horrible people. But it says, uh, like, introverts rejoice, force, uh, forcing yourself to get out in social situations when you feel like staying home and falling into a Netflix hole is not the right thing to do. And yet so many of us feel pressure to reject our uh, tendencies to interact with the rest of the world. The only thing that sucks about doing the video part now is I used to be able to just, like, fake my way through reading stuff. <laughs> like, I'd just skip over words and be like, okay, fill in the blank, make sure it just sounds good. Okay, cool. And now I can't because you can literally go in and be like, he just skipped over that word. He didn't even know how to say it. You know what? I don't care. You know, this is just welcome to this podcast, guys. This is you. You're the ones who picked this to be entertained by this. I hope you know that. That's on you. Uh, this is what you get when the guy drinks Budweiser and... <laughs> <laughs> and reads uh, mental health things online. <laughs> oh, let's see here. It's not even a mental health show. Anyway, uh, let's see here. I want to get to the main thing. Up until recently, I didn't understand that my introverted nature came from a requirement of how to live my life in a healthy way. I reached out to Dr. Jennifer McCarroll, a PhD, uh, to better understand the social implications that come with being an introvert and some advance, uh, advice for how to be my best social self. Uh, according to McCarroll, uh, psychologically speaking, I'm better to be around when I've made time to be alone, but it's still hard to say no so to social invitations. It's hard to be selfish and take the time for yourself, no matter how much we need it. Uh, we somehow always find a way to make ourselves feel guilty or like it's wrong to do what we want when it comes to so being social or romantic engagement. That is like the biggest thing I think I've finally figured out in the, like the last like five years. And I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast i don't know why i say we we aren't talking i'm talking you're listening listen up this is what i figured out for myself uh trying to say no like you just it, that is the toughest thing i think anybody can do that's why i found that like jim carrey movie yes man to be such a weird movie because they were like shitting on this guy uh, for always saying no and then they like flipped it and made him say yes to everything. And it was like, yeah, that's why saying yes sucks because you just overwhelm yourself. And then like you either eventually run yourself into the ground or you um, uh, disappoint people because you can't follow through on everything. Uh, fall, you just have to say no to things. And like ta taking time for yourself is like one of the biggest things I think anybody can do. I need time to be by myself um just to do things I don't not even do things it's just like some I think I just uh like projects and I just like to do a project by myself now and then and it's it's nice it's nice to just do that and know you can get it done most people I don't think have the ability to sit there and just realize oh yeah no I just need this time to myself and um I think people scared to be alone with their thoughts i know i can be it's it, i'm definitely not immune to that sometimes it's just it's it's uh necessary you just got to put away your phone put away stuff i one sometimes it's just you got to do it like 
um, I haven't done it in a while. One of my favorite things used to be you just like put everything away. You lay on your carpet and just stare at your ceiling and just let your mind wander a little bit. That's fun. I always enjoyed that. Because I did end up coming up with some goofy story and entertain myself some different way. It's not even necessarily like trying to critically think. I think that's what people uh, think you have to do um, with your time when you're by yourself. Is If you're just going to sit there and think or just like not watch something or not be on your phone. They're like, well, I, then I have to critically think about myself. Not really. You can get away from that and like uh, stay away from it as much as you want. It just really depends on how you want to use that time. You know, I don't know. Why do I talk about these things? I sound like such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Let's continue. Let's find out what uh, PhD uh, McCarroll says. Uh, continued. An introvert extrovert profile are complicated by the fact that the most people are not 100% introvert or expert, extrovert. Yeah, nobody's 100% this or that. So you have to find the balancing act between your uh, percentages there. Uh, they lie some where on a spec on the spectrum uh so at the time an extrovert may feel grounded by alone time to process something uh most introverts are sub subjectable to loneliness and needs the right kind of social connection to feel satisfied and balanced yeah like every, like uh i th that's makes the most sense in the world like my younger brother compared to me is an i wouldn't say uh not extreme extreme is the wrong word but he is a uh in introvert uh by nature he likes being uh doing his own thing but being by himself and play like he just kind of plays games goes to work does that he gets en enough social interaction at work but then um he does still socially interact it's not in like the traditional sense i know he has like buddies he's met through online gaming that are just friends in like britain that he talks to all the time who are his friends and he hangs out with them virtually and plays games and stuff and so he gets his social interaction that way so like even then like you're like well that's introvert he's not in a place with people but it's it's still socializing and i think i think that's probably been something uh probably i would have to imagine that's got to be such a uh, hard thing to deal with if you're in, like, the psychology community when it comes to how that affects people's health, like, mental health. Like, trying to deal with, like, the benefits of face-to-face uh, -face interaction versus uh, virtual interaction. Dude, during this time, you're going to find out a ton of information about, about that because so many people are doing, like, the Skype or whatever video platform people are using nowadays to do like business more business meetings like meetings up for um for just like social things i see so many people doing like happy hours um for uh for their just with their work co-workers so everybody's like at home but they're all having drinks together virtually and stuff you're gonna have some crazy data at the end of this showing like um if virtually hanging out uh, carries the same weight and benefit as like face to face, um, and that's all probably going to be super subjective, just because some people are going to prefer um, hanging out in person. Some people will hang prefer hanging out online. Uh, it's just going to be like a total preference thing. It's just I'm, I'm just fast. I'll be fascinated to see that data. 
it, I, I think it's really going to affect businesses the most, like seeing how to uh, do business online almost fully will be fascinating to see like how those numbers are affected, you know, because I feel, I bet you sales from like people actually selling products like who are trying to actually sell you a physical product, which you'd normally have a business meeting in person to do. I bet you the sales dip because you'd be more willing to de- say no or deny the offers if you're doing a virtual meeting versus face-to-face. Because I think you get that energy and like salesmen try to fucking guilt you into buying their shit there's always like some kind of spin there's the pitch there's the the bra- the bragging of it and when you're in person uh i think you can manipulate it sound, that sounds like a horrible thing to say about salespeople, but you're, that's what you're doing. You're manipulating someone's decision in order to get them to buy what you're trying to hawk them. Um, and I bet you it, it's easier to manipulate somebody when you're looking them face-to-face in the eye because you can make – at least I know for me personally, if somebody was talking to me face-to-face, even if it was like a video chat like where I could see their face, I'm going to feel more inclined to say no if I don't really want it. Whereas if they was person to person and I'm looking them right in the eye, to try to tell them no would make me feel unco- more uncomfortable. But thanks to the digital realm and like I'm not physically there, I can escape faster. Like you can just like hard out and you're just gone. You just pull that parachute and just click that. This X button right up here in the top corner, right here, that's your fucking bread and butter right there. That's the ejector seat. You're like a goddamn pilot in a cockpit. You're gonna you're getting sales pitch. Hey, you know, let me tell you about DirecTV here, guys. DirecTV can really help you entertain you through this quarantine, right? We got over a billion channels, probably a lot you don't need, but let me tell you, I can throw in like another 500 sports package uh, channels that you could get nobody else it's normally an employee thing but i can get you that you can just go up here and hit this red button and pull that fucking rip cord and you're out of there you don't have to deal with shit anymore you're just like fuck you bam that's what's gonna i bet you that affects this a lot uh but yeah this has uh, been there's an interesting read i i Keep checking. I would check this out. The more about it. Uh, I just thought that like it was interesting that like you know I don't think enough people talk about the fact that you need the balance between like uh, being with people and being um, by yourself. So yeah, and in this day and age, like most people don't feel like they're ever alone because they're all the social media. But and that's where burnout happens, and that's where I have this blog I found, which I found was thought was interesting about burnout. Uh, it's a how to, and it's a guide on how to beat it. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing here. Cause I think a lot of people think, Oh, I popped that off. Um, I think a lot of people th- believe they're tired and stuff like that. I know I am all the time about and burnt out from work and all this stuff, but it's not f- and they think if I had a vacation, you know, that's what it says right here. Vacation, because vacation isn't the answer. Because um, you're you're not addressing the problem, really. You're like, if I get away from it, it'll stop. But then if you don't change the – you're just diverting probably. I know I've done it too where it's just like, I'm just going to take a couple days off and then I don't have to deal with it. Just get away from it. But if I get away from it and I come back and it's still there, I have, you have to, I think in a lot of ways, change whatever – 
environment you're going into. Otherwise, it's not going to make you feel any better. Who knows? So let's define burnout first of all. Let me scroll down here and show you. Uh, uh, what is burnout? There is a seemingly fine line between some normal work-related anxiety and full-blown burnout. And it is true that two are closely related. Work stress is not uh, mitigated and supported and supported because of burnout it's just putting your body through stress uh and w will eventually lead to illness explains dr emily um, anhalt psychologist co-founder co and chief clinical office of koya Co koa koa uh anyway burnout is a is a way more than a bad day or a grown worthy project it's a Persistent feeling of disinterest, disdain, hopelessness, and uh, fatigue. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't read words um, in regards to your work life. Yeah, I think everybody can deal with that. Uh, you can see that. And here's like the common components of it, which is like exhaustion, wiped out emotionally, physically, um, uh, even rest or sleep doesn't help you feel replenished. Uh, cynicism you're being a sour attitude to the office each day you aren't engaged with your work you often feel irritated short-tempered and de uh, detached from your team inefficiency you feel you can never keep up with the demands of the workplace despite the fact you know you are skilled at doing uh doing this in the past yeah that's cool true so i think everybody's dealt with that i know i felt like i've dealt with this a ton and i think a lot I know for me in the past, one thing about like switching jobs and stuff that I, I've had to do that because it's the job. Like it's like I do it for a while. It's okay. And then uh, it's just I'm bored with it. And it's just a disdain for what I'm doing work for work and for my paychecks. And I'm just like, I got to get the fuck out of this. And then I go find something else. The problem in that regard is I'm not really dealing with a problem. I'm just getting away from it. And I'm also like having to restart every time I go to a new field. I have to restart and build from the ground up if I want to work up in any kind of capacity. But that's another problem. Let's see here. And these are the steps right here, different ways to deal with burnout. Uh, first of all, own the own the problem. The first sentence is just like, yeah, you. it's a cliche, whatever. Uh, but when it comes to your work life, you tend to avoid uh assessing labels and oh assigning labels and sh shoulder a lot of the burden you may convince yourself that you cannot arrange the pieces correctly wake up a little earlier or focus a little harder every time it will be better tomorrow uh that's hardly ever the case instead of addressing the issue going going to require a conscious change in your attitude work life and habit recognize you need to make those changes this is the most important first step is uh, banishing burnout uh, especially how you do that will be personal uh, you'll need to you maybe need to journal about the problems and typical responses you, yeah so trying to recognize your thought patterns I think I've, we definitely talked about that on the podcast before where I brought up like it's just you got to recognize your thoughts I do a terrible job of doing that. Actually, I do recognize them. I just still like embrace them more. Um, I have yet to figure out how to like put up the roadblocks and stop the the constant uh, veering into those type of uh, thought patterns. 
but that just takes time and effort and probably somebody professional to help me do it. But I haven't figured that out and don't want to do anything professionally. Uh, learn how to mentally distract, uh, detach from your work. Uh, you might exit your office, but constantly connected makes it harder than ever to truly leave your work behind. A report of 81% of them U.S. employees check their work email outside of their workout. See, now that's the one thing I can tell you I've figured out to do. And that's one reason why I've always been, like, weary about getting into, like, any form of management. Because once you take management, you're basically uh, accessible to people 24 hours a day. Because uh, your people will text you or call you or let, and let you know they're going to be sick or whatever. And you're just like planning. And like especially if you're on salary, you, can, you have to do work outside of it. There's no set hours. And that's the thing I was uh, I like about the jobs I've gotten is it's make sure, hey, I'm once that clock hits whatever time, I'm out of here. And I don't think about this place ever again. I don't even like talking about my jobs outside of work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm in social circles, people are like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'll be like, eh, it's not that important. They're like, what? And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about work. What do you, that's the, like, most boring part about any of our personalities. I've made this point a million times to so many people. I don't, like, what you do for a living is such a, a small part about who you are as a pers- person. And I get it's a very easy thing to talk about, I guess, to like with icebreakers. But I, d- I don't like that because uh, then I you don't know. Like, I think it's because like there's definitely like stereotypes with certain jobs that uh, people put forth. So you like, you just, you're like, great, I'm going to get boxed into this thing now and then I'll have to fight that because it's not even, it's just up and it might be your personality might suit that. That's one reason why you're probably drawn to that field. But like, I think it's the lazier way to try to like, see if you can figure out someone's personality. I don't give a fuck what your job is. I want to talk to you about uh, what are your weird hobbies outside of this? And, you know, just get it wrong with that. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Somehow I learned very early on in my career, like nah, my work stays at my work. That's what it is. Uh, have the hard conversation Sometimes it's not your attitude or your habits that need to change. It's your workload itself. The American Institution of Stress reports that the workload and the number one cause of workplace stress. Oh, dude. Yeah. And I think uh, most people probably, yeah, you just comes back to that saying no thing we were talking about earlier. You just keep going, yeah, no, I can take care of it. Yeah, I can take care of that. Yeah, I can take care of that. And by the end of the day, you have like a fucking stack of 50 different things you got to get done. And it fucks you up. And uh, I I know I'm guilty of that for sure. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I, you know, you do, I try. I do try to be like, hey, can we do something here so I can have time to do another thing? And uh, sometimes you get a yes and people are willing to help you out. Other times they're like, nah, you just have to eat this one. And it's just like, okay, well, and then that's when you just got to, you know, I I grit through it with some, with uh, you know, just grinding my teeth and try to get it all done and just uh, make sure it's as best as it can be done. And, but, you know, sometimes it's what it is. But, yeah, some you just have to have that hard conversation. Just be like, yo, I, I got to get some help here or take this off my plate so uh 
practice the art of doing nothing. Hey, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. So we don't even need to talk about that step because we did. Uh, track how you're do how you're doing over time. Your day gets busy. Heck, we why are you burnt out? That's why you burnt out. Um. Uh, which does not leave a lot of time for self-reflection. Make sure you're checking how you're feeling. Uh, that's exactly what burnout manages. Burnout is not an on-off switch. Burnout is actually very insidious. Uh, it creeps out uh, slowly. Yeah, it's like it's like you're just a monster you keep feeding. Your uh, burnout is like a, is like a, a gremlin. You know, you don't feed it after midnight, and if you do, oh, that thing gets real nasty real quick, and that's when you wake up the next morning wanting to. Take out your coworkers, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I just thought these were some interesting articles to check out. But you know what's even more interesting that you should check out, and you know it's always there for you, especially in these time, hard times of need. That's punninggame.com, guys. Punninggame.com. We have all the shows that you could possibly want, guys. Uh, we got not worth the time, which you're listening to right now. You got who gives f? You got Monster Jamboree, The Grove. Uh, we have all those different shows. Go check them out. Monday through Friday, we're releasing stuff. Uh, we got the merch store right up there so if you want to go check out some merch go uh go to the punning game shop it's right there and when you check out don't forget to use promo code nwpod that's nwt pod for free shipping at checkout so check that out get yourself something nice uh, warm and uh snuggly get yourself some bedtime shirts you know you know what i'm saying and then uh i don't have any stand updates but also so there's nothing there uh no shows are going on but we're going to plug through that as much as possible and hopefully we can get some other shows by the end of the year and hopefully have a good uh 2020 still with some stand-up comedy at some point uh if you guys want to check out some stuff i'm getting uh some stand-up clips and stuff like that done and working on them um hopefully they'll be up on like my instagram which you can follow me uh it's in the description down below along with all the links we looked at today uh, and then you can check me out on YouTube. There's a link for that in there as well, which is where you can watch this podcast and watch uh, Who Gives a F as well and find some stand-up clips. So I really appreciate it, guys. Well, this has been Not Worth the Time, and just remember that burning out is a real problem for stoners. Stoners.